0: Let's do it differently this week.
1: Different's good.
0: Okay. Change it up. So do you want to be the person who introduces the podcast? No. Welcome. Can you just do welcome?
1: Welcome, guys. (laughs) I'm Heidi and I'm Griffo. (laughs) I do everything.
0: (laughs) Welcome to First Time Parents. We are parents from Perth, Western Australia, sharing... The ins and the outs of our relationship, we've given you a front row seat into our therapy sessions and we are back with uh, part three or four, whatever we're up to, Something like that. of uh, the baby conversation. So for those who have been following along, I would love to have another baby and Griffo?
1: Would not, <laughs> simply put.
0: <laughs> and why are we doing this on a podcast?
1: I have no idea. Sometimes I think for the people that listen, they might need therapy after hearing our story. But hey, hopefully it helps a couple of people along the way.
0: But I also feel like it helps us because it's the mediator. We've got James Fish Gill, who is coaching us through skillful communication and helping us, I guess, come to some kind of understanding of each other and fully seeing each other in each other's pain and each other's decision.
1: Yeah, and obviously the topic we're talking about is quite a big one. So to get as much help as we can to try and work through it or understand it from both perspectives is, you know, really, really important.
0: Mm. So in our therapy session with Fish this week, we had to... So he left us kind of like at a standstill a couple of... Again. Yeah, I know, (laughs) again, um, a couple of weeks ago. And I want to play for you some audio of... Griffo here talking into my pain. So, this is one of the things that fish gets you to do. So, have a listen to Griffo.
1: It's here. Um, I think so. When I was feeling in wanting to not have another baby, um, I was wanting, I'm wanting that because I want to have more time with yourself in Memphis and not sacrifice any more time to have another kid and lose or water down what we have um but at the same time i can feel i understand how that makes you feel because you probably feel the the family isn't complete and without that may not ever be complete so yeah i can feel that beautiful
2: beautiful Really good job. So the first part of the sentence, you got to acknowledge that your beautiful heart errs on the side of no more children for the purpose of creating more depth, more time, more space for us now. And for that to feel more fulfilling, more beautiful, right? Without being kind of compromised or stressed or watered down. And that over there in Heidi's world, that may well leave her feeling, well, there's no completion for the family here. No completion now, no completion ever. And can you point to what feelings might lie underneath that sense of uncomplete for her now that you kind of know her heart?
1: Uh, sadness. Um, Yeah, I think sadness is probably one of the biggest ones and just like a feeling of, yeah, I- maybe unaccomplished, like, um, you know, what what she desires to have a family of, of four, you know, two children for Memphis to have another sibling or you know, brother or sister. Um Yeah, I think it's sadness, emptiness.
2: Got it. Yeah, sadness, emptiness, maybe loss, incompletion, maybe even as if something is being taken away. Beautiful. So can you notice, Grifo, in your ability to speak that diagonal, no one gets to be the villain. You notice that? You're not the villain because look at what you're hoping for for you all. And she's not the villain because look at what she's experiencing. Look how real your yearning is. Look how real her pain is. And we're just learning to hold both of these things. Because remember, plan A, the habitual model would be you fight for your yearning to be recognized. She p- fights for her pain to be recognized, and you both leave each other feeling completely misunderstood. Beautiful. Great step. Heidi, hmm. do you feel like you go with this pink diagonal?
0: I don't know, actually. It's a
2: strange I'm- thing that I'm asking you to do. And
1: it kind of feels like you're acting a little bit because it's so unusual. You're really processing what to say to try and make it work. I mean, now thinking about it, well, what I said is exactly how I feel and how I think Heidi feels. Um, but it is hard to get your head around um, maybe in an argument situation or I think of your situation that seems a bit more straightforward with you and your daughter, but with this just seems to be a little bit unorthodox, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very much not
2: what the mind wants to do, but I I am asking you just to practise. There's no way through the awkwardness of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. Because
2: what, what I'm asking you to do, Griffo, is become better at validating yourself and leaving Heidi validated and what I'm asking her to do is validating herself and leaving you validated and what emerges from that space is a little bit different to what normally happens in conversations.
0: Now what I kind of felt in the session with Fish was that you knew what to say you knew how I was feeling right because you've seen me I've shared very openly and vulnerably. And so you could see it, like you're logically you can see it. And you could analyze it, as he 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 always said. But I felt like you couldn't you haven't really felt my pain yet.
1: Yeah, like it's such a weird
0: Well we're not taught to, are we? Not, well, like for... No, it's like yeah. the
1: first time we've ever done it. Or well, I've ever done it. You know what I mean? Like I haven't sat there and you know really talk to about how you're feeling about such a sensitive you know subject you know and that's something that we're very much um in the trenches you know uh, know, going through it so I think to sit there and talk to you while someone else is there and then recording it also does give it a different dynamic as well so you do feel like it's sort of uh, just saying it for the right reasons but also it's sometimes hard to express that you do feel it the way that you want me to feel it you know what I mean because you still want to see it a certain way and if I don't deliver it that way is it because I'm not delivering it the right way that you want me to deliver it or is it because you don't see it the way I see it and how I'm delivering it
0: but I guess like for me it's like you know I described on the podcast how it felt like someone had died. Like, that's how it feels if I wasn't to have another kid. And, you know, like I said, it wasn't, it's not like you can't articulate empathy and show me that support, you know what I mean? But it's more like, have you felt like what it would feel like to never be able to, you know, for me to go to say to someone, yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not giving you that other baby that you really desperately want to carry. Like, and how that must feel to me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's, I guess what, I was like, has he really sat there and, and felt that pain?
1: Like I have, and it's sometimes hard to just turn it on for that oh, yeah. particular moment, you know what I mean. And um, do I need to cry to make you see my pain? I don't know. That's up to you. But for me, I'm not a big crier. It's something that just, you know, it's not that I don't feel deep sorrow or sadness within. I don't feel like I have to cry. Um, for yourself, obviously, you're a big empath, and um, that's probably why you yearn so much for empathy from someone else and if you don't see it you probably do get quite upset with that that you don't feel like you have like someone's got your back or they really understand so I do find that quite hard to give you that because it's not empathy is not high on my list it's not that I don't feel it it just doesn't come first and foremost where it does for you every single time so I think for me it's just yeah I find it sometimes hard to give you what you want But also it's not like I haven't stopped and felt about how you'd feel because, you know, it's a pretty big subject that we're dealing with. If we were to just just brush over it, it'd be pretty selfish and just, yeah, pretty Mm. gutless.
0: um, Yeah, I totally think, like, it's not like you haven't been there for me or spoke to me about it or do you know what I mean? Like I said, acknowledged it and the things that you said, like that is literally what I would be feeling but it was like you know i think for me i was, and i guess we're not really taught how to feel like we're teaching our son again like how yeah. to have feelings like we're not taught empathy either like and not everyone has it like we've fucking seen that you know and not everyone has it and i guess for me it was when fish said just close your eyes and i thought to myself cuz i was trying to like logically articulate your pain and I just closed my eyes and I felt in that moment all of the feelings that you must have had over this last three and a half years and why you didn't want to have a child. And this is what I
3: said to you. I feel like someone has died within, like that's how empty that I feel at times. When I think about it, and that's how I feel like when I think about our family not being complete, that it genuinely feels like a hole in my heart, so deep that I've lost someone that I didn't even know exists, doesn't even know exists. But it's the feeling of like when someone dies, that's how I am feeling when I think about having another child and not having, not being able to have another child. I feel like a sense of hope just is disappearing and that makes me feel really sad and depressed. And it's so hard to describe to people this yearning (laughs) until you, uh, you know, have been lucky enough to be able to carry a baby like, you know, I went the whole nine yards with... You know, the whole nine months with menthol. And to feel like I'm not going to have that ever again, never have that baby inside me, literally feels like heartbreaking. And like I said, like someone has died. That's how it feels. And I, like I said, I can't explain it any other way. And for you, what am I supposed to say now?
2: And you are now, now what we're saying in this diagonal is so I've just spoken to the depth of my pain, and your tender heart doesn't want my pain. What your tender heart is yearning for is actually all these other beautiful things. Mm. So behind his no, or behind his maybe not, or behind his I'm not sure, or behind his I don't think so lies what deep commitment that you want to honor. It's distinct from your pain. They coexist.
3: So is it speaking into his feelings?
2: His yearning. What what's he yearning for behind maybe not having another child? What's the what's the goodness he's committed to? Bring light to that. You're not dismissing your pain. You're just not recognizing hard. he never how wanted
3: how to put it into words.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What's he trying to ensure for him that he that he gets to feel, that you get to feel, that Memphis gets to feel?
3: I know that you are just trying to protect me as well, because I know like Griffo always, even like if Memphis is being a certain way, like Griffo has this fierce lion that's like, do not fucking hurt my woman, don't do anything to my girl. And even sometimes I see that with Memphis or anyone. So I know that there's a part of you that's like maybe sees yourself struggling to love another child if we go through such a hard time. And, you know, and so you're yearning for us to just keep this tight knit of what we've already got and because it took what feels like a long time to get here even though it was only a short couple of years, but it felt long. And so I know that you're just holding on to this space now and you want to protect that, like with that line coming out, you so hard want to protect this because it's like we've fought so hard to get here of what, you know, this space and where we're at, we're laughing, we're playing, we're, you know, we're abundant, we're doing, you know, you feel like you're getting ahead with money and everything that you just really want to fiercely protect what we've got and I think that, yeah, that's what it is. It's like the bit, the lion within you is, like, coming out to protect us.
2: Beautiful. A little more, a little more. What else does he, what does his tender heart want to feel? So you've done such a great, I love how you've described it as, like, a fierce lion protector of the goodness that we've just recently found again. Beautiful. Yeah, What else is he yearning to feel and what does he want you to feel? Because it's easy for us to think that they want us to feel the upset. So it's very handy, like my partner does, saying, you never would want this upset for me, darling. I know you always want me to feel loved and understood and cared for.
3: Yeah, and you never would want this upset for us. And I think that it's this, I know that you're just, craving this safety of home and you didn't feel safe before because you would come home and you couldn't connect. You felt, you know, sadness and depressed and unmotivated and worried and scared. And so now you've got to this point where you come home and you feel the love in the house. You genuinely feel the love. I see it. Like you are you walk in and the love and connection that you have with Memphis is so beautiful and you've worked really hard at that and I think that you're scared of losing all of that and so you're working so fiercely to protect yourself, to protect me, to protect Memphis and to protect all of the love that we've got in the house at the moment.
2: How does that land, Griffin?
1: Yeah, um, quite true. Um, you feel acknowledged? Put it into words, But, you know, I think a lot of that is quite true. It sort of digs up a lot of past of of not enjoyable times and moments. And, yeah, I think a a lot of that is also what hangs in my mind about why I feel the way I feel. Um, It certainly wasn't bad the whole time, but there were more bad times than good times. But I always said that good times outweighed the bad times. Yeah which um, it's hard when you might get a shitty ratio of, um, you know, bad to good, but, yeah, yeah, you do fear what else can happen because it is once again the unknown. And it's the unknown going forward with or without having another kid, but, you know, life throws the curveballs all the, all the time, but some of the curveballs are unavoidable or not to adults making a um, decision. Yeah. so. You know, it's dynamic. It's got layers. It's like you say. It's not about um, taking away people's thoughts and feelings around it. They're all valid. We're all individuals. We're allowed to feel that. It's just understanding and yeah, showing that you understand and appreciate where one's coming from.
2: Yeah. And you guys are just that was such a magnificent white diagonal statement, Heidi, because. You can speak fiercely to the pain that's alive in you that needs to be wrapped in your loving awareness and Griffo's loving awareness. That pain needs to be wrapped in love, right? Otherwise, it's just going to continue to feel like pain. Instead, when it gets wrapped in love, it kind of feels like connection happens. Can you feel that? It's like, wow, he really gets my pain. My pain's still there, but he really gets it, is a connection and an intimacy. And you were able to speak so beautifully to, like, the fierce commitment in his tender heart to your well-being, his well-being. Can you hear how, and I might have got this wrong, but I'm just feeling into it, can you hear how Griffo yearns to give you his full playful abundance that, that he's recently regained. It's like we've just been on this journey. We've finally found the treasure. I want to savor this treasure with you rather than putting the treasure down and going on a different journey and not knowing if there's treasure there or not. <laughs> so just just I'm just encouraging you guys to feel into because what they are doing is bringing us pain, right? What they are doing or saying is bringing us pain, But behind what they're doing or saying, there is this gold to feel into. What are they committed to? Heidi's yearning to give you, Griffo, her full heart with the sense of her completion and the sense of like just joyous, like outpouring of love for another child. And she's yearning to give you not a version of her that feels incomplete and alone and full of sorrow. And Griffo, Heidi, is yearning to give you the joyful hymn, the hymn that feels out of overwhelm, back on track, present and fiercely protective of what you've built together. And that's what goes missing. It's out of our view. We start to react to each other as if you're a pain causer. How dare you not understand my world? You don't care about me is actually the ill intent that we create
0: so yeah it was a big one i didn't think i was going to be able to feel your pain like i've logically been able to talk about it
1: yeah like i think everything that you said was very much bang on as to how i've felt um over these last few years and i guess why i feel content or why my head is where it's at because of that um you know there are moments where you will have little moments of you know maybe another kid would be good but then you'll have moments of all those feelings that do come to mind and you know i guess they're all vouched for because they are the feelings that you you feel you know um they're my feelings no one can tell me how to feel or your feelings incorrect or whatever um some of those feelings can be stemmed from all sorts of reasons tragedies or um you know things that uh, trigger you so that then makes you recluse or whatever or make you decide what you want in life or your future um but also somewhere along the lines you've got to say well that's just also how someone feels or that's what they want does it have to have a full-blown explanation right down to the bone so no that's up up to the individual
0: Well, I guess for me that was one of the things I was listening back to your episode with Tully, you know, how you sat down and talked to Tully and I'll chuck that in show notes as well if you want to hear two dads talking about not wanting a baby. And I guess for me the one the missing piece for me was like I could articulate it in the audio I just played but like when I was listening to your chat with Tully I was like, yeah, why doesn't he want another kid? Like we haven't even gone really there. Like do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I've been the one saying why you don't want the kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, you haven't really told me and, like, showed me in your feelings. Like, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, is it something, once again, that you need to talk about constantly? Whereas you do talk, I feel like I don't need to keep saying the things over and over. If my feelings change or we will talk. But, you know, that's just me as well. And that's not to say I'm shutting you out. I don't want to talk. But, yeah. But it's
0: a pretty big decision to, like. Yeah. But, but... I
1: mean, like, how, how many conversations do you need to have to go, okay, I understand that that's where he's at. Like I know, we don't talk about it all the time, but it's not like we have not talked about it as
0: well. No, but I think, like I said, listening to his podcast, I was like, I don't even know why he doesn't want another kid. Like I'm the one that's kind of like. But you just feels... said everything. No, but that's so, what. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. So you like I. No, but like I said, I feel said like it. I planted the seed of like why he didn't. Do you know what no, I mean? No,
1: like you might have given it um, a bit of a longer winded <laughs> version, but all things collectively with. The, the you know main reasons as to why i feel how i feel
0: yeah and so where do you think we're ne- we're at now
1: well we've still got a couple of um episodes with fish and yeah it's finding out how to communicate and i don't know he's still keeping us yeah living on the uh, edge of our seat with
0: like because we got what the hel- <laughs>
1: magic spell is at the end of this, you know. Well, no,
0: I think course. I don't think there is one. I think what no. he said is that by and this is like the I guess the secret source to life, right? Is when you can literally hear someone and yeah, and feel and
1: their their pain, their agony, um, what they really want.
0: But then it's kind of like the things that you're in conflict with. The safe, it's like a knot. The knot kind of starts to untie. Soften. Like you're, you're both on either ends pulling you know like yeah visually I can really see what I'm trying to describe
1: no but it's just yeah it just somewhat waters things down it's just um it might take a long time but it's like I think straight away when you understand where the other person comes from it's like you've been heard whereas when you don't feel heard you feel like you're really in your corner and defensive same with the other person so that's why you've got that tension or there's just no communication But communicating and really understanding that that person hears where you come from and um, why you feel the way you feel about the scenario, I think straight away that just brings the whole tension down.
0: Mm. And I think like, you know, having come from a radio background, it's like everyone always wants to know, like, what's going to be the big finale? Like, how's it going to end? You know what I mean? And it's like, we're doing this in real time.
1: You mean like I'm home and away? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Your favorite show. Like, it. do you know what I mean? It's like we used to have to plan for like that big <clears throat> moment and you would build it up. And it's like, you know, same with the TV show. Right. Yeah, yep. But like, this is our life.
1: Yeah. And so there is,
0: there is no big finale Altering. planned. Yeah. Like, it's like we're just here sharing this journey because we don't want to feel alone and we also want to learn how to skillfully communicate and Fish is doing it with us live on this podcast.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Anything else to say?
1: I think that's about it. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how things go with the next episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, my darling. Well, I love you. Love you too. (laughs) We'll leave it there for this week. Uh, If you do want to check out this therapy session with Fish in full, um, as we said, we are doing that and... I was going to say out of the goodness of our heart because you actually learn how to skillfully communicate. And if you want to take that time to listen to that, uh, it is in show notes there for you. Um, We would love for you to rate, review this podcast. Um, We appreciate all of you. And thank you so much for all your beautiful messages and for coming on the journey with us. Lots of love.
3: Bye. Bye.